0: Welcome to the Playing Injured Podcast, where we have conversations that help people turn their adversity into their advantage. Welcome to another episode of Playing Injured. Uh, I'm super energized for this one. I think it's going to be a fun one. Uh, we have John Davis. He's internationally known as a comedian, a fight director, stuntman, college professor, um, artistic director, and action hero. We got a real live action hero in the house. Uh, John, I appreciate you coming on.
1: Well, I'm very excited to be here and share what we're going to talk about today. <laughs>
0: Well, great. Well, first off, and and like I said, we got an action hero in the house. Why do people call you the corporate action hero? Well, it's a great
1: question. A great, great question. And a a couple of different things have to come out of that. Number one is, what is the difference between an action hero and a superhero? You have to figure that out first. Okay. An action hero is an ordinary individual who creates extraordinary events in service of others or extraordinary results in service of others. A superhero is someone who wears their underwear on their outside of their pants, was irradiated by some sort of goo, and has no fashion sense whatsoever. So (laughs) the difference is I am an action hero. Uh, Now, why do I call myself an action hero, and why do I call myself specifically the corporate action hero? I was, like I said, stuntman, fight director, comedy sword fighter, all kinds of crazy things in my life. And I kept finding myself walking off stages and finding myself uh, sitting in the audience and helping people through their uh, personal struggles in life and helping them go to the next level of their their dynamic existence, and so for me, I was like I found something that I was very passionate about, but I was also very still very passionate about doing, you know, whips and nunchucks and all kinds of crazy things on stage. So I wanted to do both. So I created uh, the corporate action hero where I go in and I do motivational speeches and and and. Uh, inspire teams to get out of their own way and awaken their interaction hero and not be a, a a reaction zero, but an action hero. And so that is basically how I became the corporate action hero.
0: That's so amazing, man. Uh, to be honest with you, I, I was like, okay, action hero, superhero, and now you put that into place and we can all be action heroes, I guess, right?
1: It, you know, it, that's The number one thing is it's an ordinary individual. See, it's, it's interesting. The word Action means Mm -hmm. to create motion, to start momentum, or to do something. Right. And the word hero, as I said, is someone who achieves an extraordinary result in service of others. So if you're creating service to others and you're actually doing things, by definition, you are an action hero.
0: Well, let's all be action heroes today. Starting today. And and I'm... (laughs) <laughs> and so, man, with that intro, uh, man, it's the longest one probably I've given as as far as the amount of things that you've done and that you're doing today, right? So, your early twenties, you're a stunt man. Talk to me a little bit about that. You you told me you were buff, you were strong. Oh, uh, dude, man, I was I I had Fabio hair, man. I was looking good. <laughs> 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 now, so, and now I've got te- now I got Telly Savalas hair, I'm looking even better. <laughs> <laughs> thought, so talk to me a little bit about that. Kind of what, what was your path and trajectory then? And then kind of what happened uh, as far as you uh, helping helping your buddy move?
1: Okay, great, that's great. So Let's let me hit. back up just a little bit. So I had a back dream up. of being a stuntman. I had a dream of being a fight director. It was one of my things that I, I was – when I was a kid, I watched all those old swashbuckler movies. And I mean old swashbuckler movies like Errol Flynn movies and stuff. I was right. really into that. Sword fighting thing. Well, I got drugged to a renaissance festival and I ended up meeting two of the top fight directors in the world. And Mm. I was hooked. And so they offer end up giving my my training for free because they saw talent. Because when you're following your passion, people will show up to help you achieve what you're trying to achieve. Mm. So here I here I am, and I'm and I'm now sword fighting and doing high falls and, and Working out and getting my black belt and going for all kinds of, you know, physical things. So I have this dream. And then my buddy called me up and I have to debate whether he was a buddy because, you know, <laughs> he asked me to come out and help him unload a van. And, you know, that's kind of like asking somebody to help them move. That's not necessarily a friend. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, So he asked me to come out and help him unload his van. Now, he was a professional potter. He made pottery um, and he made beautiful pottery. Still does today. And he asked me to come out and help him unload his van that was filled with 80 pound boxes of clay. So, you know, these giant boxes of clay. So I was like, sh- I was buff and strong. And I was like, yeah, no problem. Just another workout. Just another workout, you know. So I get out to his house and I climb up in his van and I pick up the first, the number one box of clay. And when I turn to set the clay outside of the van, uh, I the, the extra weight in the turn literally separated my upper body from my lower body and I, and I collapsed. Now, what that basically happened was they took me to the hospital. The doctor said to me, John, you have a condition known as spina bifida occulta. I said, gesundheit. (laughs) I had no idea what the hell that meant. But but basically what it means is three of my vertebrae right on the top of my pelvis never formed properly at birth. And so when I twisted with that extra, extra weight, my upper spine literally clicked off and pinched off my spinal column and paralyzed me. So here I was lying in a hospital bed, and the doctor said to me, and I'll never forget these words, you will never have a physical career. You need to do something sedentary for the rest of your life. You know, basically, he said, your dreams are done. You, you know, At 22 years old, my dreams of being a stuntman and a fight director were over. Darkest days of my life were lying in that bed. Lying in that bed, someone gave me a book, and it was called The Tao of Jeet Kune Do by Bruce Lee. And I'm a I'm a big Bruce Lee fan, and if you me saw me, you'd know that I'm a big everything, right? Because I'm just a big <laughs> guy, right? <laughs> right? Uh, um, but I was a I'm a big Bruce Lee fan, and as I read that book, it was very interesting because that book is about his philosophy of martial arts. People think it's a, it's a form. Jeet Kune Do is a form in the sense that it it uses everything, and right. but there's a part in there he talks about being like water and being flexible like water, and It was that mental flexibility that I was able to tap into. And uh, I decided to take control in that moment and be my own action hero and do the things that I needed to do to make that doctor not right. I think the most debilitating thing someone can do to you is label what you can and can't do. And he told me I couldn't. Well, I started leveraging my present moment and being really flexible, and I slowly worked my way until finally it was 30 days I was able to sit up. And then it was a year before I was back to being normal before I was buff and strong. And then it was a year and six months when I jumped off my first three story tower. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that is like,
0: crazy. Yeah, it was like, it sick. was a
1: it was a long road back. I mean, because that was I say a year and six months, but it was a year and six months, one minute at a time.
0: Mm-hmm. So talk to me a little bit about mental flexibility, right? In mental that moment, it couldn't be easy in that oh. moment. Talk to me a little bit about that. How did you practice that in that moment?
1: Well, it, it's interesting. Uh, I have these five Fs of achievement that I use. And let me, can I dump, drop into that now a little bit?
0: Let's, let, yeah, let's dump into it. Let's All go right, into
1: it. This, this is going to be good. So um, flexibility is number five. It's the last right. one. So let's get into the first one.
0: Okay. Let's do it. The, let's do it.
1: The first one is Fearlessness. Fearlessness. Most people are terrified when they're told they can't do something or they're terrified about not achieving what they want to achieve. But the thing is, before you can talk about fearlessness, you need to talk about what fear is. Yeah. Most people don't know what fear is. When I ask my audiences, what is fear? The room goes silent. And then somebody in the back of the room will usually whisper, false evidence appearing real. <laughs> right? and I'm like, I don't buy that answer, though, man. I really don't because the fact that fear does not come with evidence. Fear does not come with evidence. You know, it you does have your fear first, right? So, fear when you break it down scientifically, fear is an emotional reaction to some future event that may or may not happen, with your focus on a negative outcome. Right? It's just negatively focused uncertainty. So, the first thing you have to do is set your fear aside. Now, I'm very fortunate. What my shows took me to the front lines of Iraq and Afghanistan, so I got a chance to see soldiers in the field going into very stressful situations. And I asked them, how do you go into a situation where you might get blown up or shot at and, and, and not be afraid? It's well, we have to set our fear aside. They've learned how to compartmentalize it. you know. And so I asked them, I said, so how do you do that? Well, they said something that was really interesting because it was something that I was trained in as an actor many, many years before. Because when you're on stage as an actor and you forget your lines, you're, you're literally trained to exhale... And relax your muscles. Because we have this natural primal response. And I say primal response, it goes way back to our caveman days, right? Um, called the fight or flight response. And what happens in the fight or flight response when we have something fearful happen in our life, like you know, having your back get separated you know, in the hospital, yeah, the first thing that does is we start we shallow our breathing. And people think they can't breathe when they're scared. They're, I can't breathe, I'm scared, right? Well, it's not that they can't breathe. It's that their body is conserving the air in their lungs because the first thing that happens is they gasp. They go, oh, and, they, and they fill their lungs up as full as they can possibly be. Your body is designed in a fear moment to fill the lung up as much as it can possibly be so that you can run further and faster. Wow. So by exhaling and relaxing, it shuts off the, the primal response and turns your brain back on. And what happens with actors, they go, oh, and all their lines rush right back into their head. Right, so this soldier had to said the same thing; he had to exhale before he did, went and did anything. So I think that you know it's really interesting. It's it's fascinating to me on a spiritual level because uh, in the, the very first lines of the Bible are, are, is um, uh, see in, in, he breathed life into the universe. Right, right. So he it, the breath is in it. It's called the breath of God for a reason, right? And so, and there's the the breath is used in in Buddhism and Hinduism and, and all kinds of things, right? And so the idea that that our breath itself carries a a a power as well. So that's the first of the five S,
0: right? And yeah. so that's just a neural response. That, like neural if response. He, if you can just understand that it's just that, right? Yeah. It's your it's your body's protection of itself. No right. more, no less. Exactly. Exactly. And people have a hard time
1: realizing that – have a hard time realizing when they are in fear. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're in fear when – if you feel your breathing shallow, if you feel your, your shoulders get tight, you know, if you have a gasping response, you're in a fear mode. But a lot of times you, when you, you find yourself just not being able to think correctly – Right. That's cuz you're that's you're in a fear mode. We have a hard time recognizing that moment. And when you're lying I'm going to tell you from from experience, when you're lying in a bed and a very well-known doctor is telling you your physical career is done, there's a fear response, <laughs> you know. Right. It's like what the hell am I going to do with the rest of my life, right? And so for me it was very it was very uh empowering to suddenly understand that I control my fear. Mhm. You know, fear doesn't live in your present moment. It lives in a future moment, and it's yeah. an uncertain pre-
0: future moment, right? So you're so putting, putting it. A, so you just you're putting it aside and just focusing right. on the present moment,
1: right. not, not well. The future. That, you said it perfectly because the second of the five Fs is focus. Focus, right? Right. <laughs> so that soldier that I talked to on the front line, he said, "Well, it's easy for me to take that breath and exhale because I have an objective that I can focus on." Right so, I'm looking at where i what I want to do and what I want to achieve. you know when you're standing on top of a three story tower getting ready to fall off onto a fall pad, you're not focused on the tower, you're not focused on doing it wrong, you're focused on where you're gonna land right, right. <laughs> Cause, cause you don't want to miss right so right you're focused on the outcome, so <laughs> you gotta stay focused where you want to go, so when you get that fear response the first first thing you do is focus now here's the tough part about focus. You can focus positively, or you can focus negatively. And when you get into neuroscience and you really think about this, you know, we have a conscious mind, and it's the the conscious mind is only living in one one moment, and that's the present moment. You know, there's only one moment in your life you can do anything. Your thought, word, and your deed happen here and now. You can't go to the store next Thursday right now. You can't go to the store last Thursday right now. It's only right now. So you have to take this moment. Now, here's the interesting thing: is your present moment is stacking present moment memories behind you. And so those present moment memories behind you become the basis of your subconscious belief. So if you're focusing negatively here, your subconscious mind behind you is being stacked with negative, negative moments. And so your whole demeanor, your whole attitude becomes more and more negative. You've got to set that down. The other thing is, is that the subconscious mind has two jobs. Number one, it's to store those memories and give you that belief. And number two, it's to help you achieve what you're focused on. So I'll give you an example. You know, have you ever bought a car? Never. Never? Okay. Never. So, uh, so have I'm you in ever, Chicago, have you ever...
0: so I don't need one. Oh, but... oh there you go.
1: <laughs> so let me ask you this question. Have you ever decided you wanted to buy something, uh, something big, something real big? Yep. And... and did you know? Did you notice that after you decided to buy it, you started seeing it everywhere? Yeah. You started. You started. Yep. You started popping up in ads or whatever, right? Yeah. Because your conscious mind chose something, your subconscious mind kicked in to show it to you. So, if you're focused on a negative focus, your subconscious mind will show you things to be negative about. Wow. You know? And you're subconscious, if you focus positive, so that's why you know you know Jesus said, "Be born again, right, and that just basically means set, set your past down and start creating new and so here we're doing, we're setting our past down, we're starting new, so here's what I had to do lying in that bed, okay, everything that came before that and the thing that just came before was what the doctor just said. I had to set that down and walk away from it. I had to start stacking present moments right here that were successful, and by making Small, successful, present moments, I would achieve my goal. Here's the tough part. We get focused on a giant goal that's over there that we want to achieve, and most people think they have to get to it. And you don't have to get to it because that's not the way the brain works. That's not the way existence works. That thing that's over there is is a, a goal that we've set for a future, present moment. And so, and the way you get it is by doing the small, present moments here And it comes to you and surrounds you, right? So your job is not to do the big thing. It's to do the small things. So for me, getting out of that bed, the first day was move my toes, you know? And then it was move my ankles and then move my knees and then move my, you know, I had to stack these present moments. Here's the cool part. As I'm stacking these moments, I'm now building successful present moments behind me. Yeah. Right? And I'm celebrating every moment that I win. Okay. Every so often, one of them does, doesn't go well, and I go, "God, I'm so dumb. Why did I do that?" Right? And I bat myself in the head. That's that's why I'm bald. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, the thing is, all I just did was stack a negative moment. Right?
0: That's so what I. Yeah.
1: yeah. So what I chose to do was, when I would mess up, I would instead of going, "I'm so dumb," and beat myself up with self defeating talk, I would say, "Well, that's silly." I'm, I'm getting that goal, so why would I do that? And I would just right. laugh about it and move on. Give myself a break. You're allowed to be fallible. So fearlessly focus. Now, what are you focused on? That's the tough part. You have to figure out what it is you're actually focused on and look at the idea of, of making sure that you're focused positively on an outcome you want to achieve. Wow. And your subconscious mind will help you. So that's wow. fearlessly focus. Ready for the next one?
0: You already know I'm ready. (laughs) All right, baby. All right, here we go. Faith, (laughs) confidence,
1: belief, faith, fearlessly focus with faith, right? Mm. You have to believe it. You can set a goal, but if you don't believe you're going to reach a goal, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get there, right? Your faith is something that you have to say, I am going to get it, right? Now, that's another thing. We talk about that present moment thing. I am is a powerful statement. And anything you say after I am is exactly what you believe, right? So I am creating a great life. But you can also sit in this moment and say, I am wanting, I am needing, I am hoping, I am trying, and none of them are active, present, moment words. So you have to say, no, no, I'm not trying. You know, Yoda one time said, "Hmm, do or do not, there is no try, right? (laughs) Right? So, uh, So you can't try, you have to do. You that's do. why I don't believe I don't believe in affirmations. A lot of people talk about affirmations. I don't believe in affirmations because I think the word itself says that I'm trying to shore something up that's not stable, mm. right? And right? Instead, I believe in I believe in declarations. I just
0: say it and do it, right? right. Say it and None. do, right?
1: Say and do. Not, there's no no hemming and hauling because if you're hemming and hauling, means you don't have faith in what you're achieving. I have a I have a son. Do you have any kids? No kids. Okay. I have a son he's 17 years old right now. He is teaching me all kinds of new lessons about hormones, but but, <laughs> but back when he was 6 years old, we had a Nerf crossbow. You ever you know what a Nerf crossbow looks like? Yep. Yep. Okay. Now, I'll tell you what. Nerf crossbows are the most accurate Nerf weapon there is. It's they're amazing, right? And we had this this game we used to play where we would shoot uh, across the living room through the kitchen door, smack the side of the trash can in the kitchen. But every one of us could hit it. He he could hit it, I could hit it. Every time, every time. And so we had to make it harder. So what we did was we, whoever wasn't shooting would take two Nerf swords and stand halfway and, and like flail them up and down and try to block the arrow from getting through, right? Well, at that time, he was six. So my job, of course, was to let him win because he's my kid and I want him to win, right? Right. So I was leaving the whole center open. I was like flailing it, but leaving a big gap, and he was hitting it every time. And then it would come my turn to shoot, and I would start shooting. And I'd shoot the wall the floor and the ceiling and him and anything but the trash can. And I'd say to him, I know, uh, Yeah, you're doing great, kind. He said, Dad, I know why you miss. And he said, Six years old, Dad, I know why you miss. I said, Why why do I miss, Kanye? He says, Because you don't believe you're going to hit it. Mm. So you got to believe it. You have to have that confidence. You have to fearlessly focus with faith in the outcome. Believe you're going to hit it. And that that's I mean, that's the core element. If you think about it, if there's five Fs, right, the, the middle one, this one here, you know, the one that right here <laughs> is the core of the five. Yeah. And it's your faith. It's your confidence. It's your belief.
0: And it's so interesting because faith is seeing something that isn't quite there yet, but positive versus yeah. fear is the same thing. It's just negative.
1: Right, right. It's a, you're a, that's a so astute. I've never looked at it that way. That's so amazing.
0: fear is just faith in the negative. Yeah, there right? you go. So right. you're, it's something you can't see, but you choose to see it in a positive way. And right. um, very interesting how you say there is no try, there is no if. If I do this, then this will happen. It's hey, I do this and go out and follow that action plan. So I okay. love that. I love
1: well it. and I, and you know what uh you know I'm I'm not a I'm not a um I'm a spiritual person I study all religions I study Islam and and uh, Hinduism and Buddhism and Christianity and I find universal truth in all of it yeah. um, but one of the things that I find fascinating in Christianity is Jesus said whatever you ask in God's name is granted and then when Moses climbed the mountain he asked the burning bush you know hey what's your name the bush said I am mm-hmm. right so Whatever you're asking in I am is granted. So check that out. So I am trying. How's that feel? Feels like you're trying, right? Right. Now, you have to stay firmly present. He didn't say, I will be. What is your name? I will be. No. (laughs) (laughs) I was. (laughs) I am. I'm here. I'm present. I'm now, right? I am. So. So whatever you put after the words I am, you're creating into your experience. And that's fearlessly focused with faith. You know, you believe it. You have to believe that I am doing something.
0: Wow. Wow. So what's after faith? Oh, it there you go. Five there. Fs. Well, you're,
1: you're wanting this, aren't you? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, uh, don't get too excited because this is the hard part. This is, this is the hardest one of all the five. And it's follow through. Mm. Realistically focus with faith and follow through. You have to take an action. People get afraid to start something, afraid to get moving, afraid to, in my case, move my toe, right? I was afraid to do those things because it was going to be painful or I was going to fail. And the thing is, it literally comes down to that you have you can do anything if you put your mind to it. People don't think they have enough knowledge. Well, they know people with the knowledge, or they know the book they can read, or in today's w- world, they can watch it on YouTube or Google. Right, you know they can they can go get this information. Uh, I had a story one time. I, I years ago I did Renaissance festivals and I had a. I know you're going to be jealous of this, but I I had a I had a 1978 Chevy van. Thank you very much. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that van was a piece of crap. It was all rusted out. It was it had a great engine and transmission, but it was rusted out. My dad had the same van, but with a, with a bad engine and transmission. And so I bought that my dad's van and I was swapping, I was swapping them. So I, call, I called my brother-in-law because he's a mechanic and I figured he'd come over and he'd basically do the job and I'd hand him wrenches. And he's like, no, no, get started and call me if you have a problem. So wow. you know. And so I was like, here I was. The only thing I'd ever done mechanically before that was change spark plugs and try to change my brakes and my brother-in-law finished my brakes for me, right? Mm-hmm. So here I am with these two vans. And I start taking them apart. Now, what I did was, as I, as I took one apart, I labeled each one with a piece of tape and a marker, where it came from and what it was. And then I put, I put a piece of plywood on the ground, and I drew, drew on, the, on, the, on the plywood the order, one, two, three, four, five, so that if anything happened, I knew where they go, right? So I created all these successful present moments that were going to assure my successful present moment in the future, right? So now I'm do, taking these actions. I get all the way down the one van, I get the other van, I get the engine swapped. And suddenly I noticed that there's a, a little bit of an issue. Um, my van was an automatic transmission. My dad's van was a three-speed on the column. And so, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, man. So I was able to go, okay, all right, well, this is just one more thing. So I got another piece of plywood, and I took apart the two steering columns, and I swapped the steering columns as well. So now I've changed the engine, the transmission, and the steering column, and then one day I'm sitting there and I'm cranking the last bolt, and I realize that I was done, and that I never called my brother-in-law. And I was very wow. proud of myself, man. Climbed up in that van, stuck that key in the ignition, and nothing happened. <laughs> I was I was devastated, right? So I, I called my brother-in-law, and he came comes over. He looks around. He climbs up in the van, and the van starts right up. Vroom. I'm like, what did you, what did you do? How would you do that? He says, you did everything perfect, John. The only thing is, you have the only automatic transmission van in the country that you have to push the clutch pedal in to start. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize you had to take the pedal right. out and undo that switch, right? But <clears throat> the point was, By staying with my present moment and making my small present moment successful, I achieve this enormous thing of swapping an engine, a transmission, and a steering column without ever having the skill to do it. You know, you have to stay in your present moment. and You've got to make those moments successful. The tough part is when people start to go into their follow through, they drop into their fear again. Yeah. So – the fear is is a constant you you know as you're going through all these steps you're constantly going to have to go through the process of going and letting go and getting into okay now I'm going to follow through let go of your fear again keep going they all happen at the same time simultaneously it's not like you're doing one step to the next step you literally are managing them all at the same time
0: that so is that's follow so, through that is so amazing because you you so so you start it And what's crazy about actually following through on something is that you you start to hit these epiphanies as you go, not before you go. Right. You don't need what you you don't know what you would need unless you actually do something. So that clutch, you actually having that clutch or whatever that you had to do, you wouldn't have known that. That wouldn't even been something you even thought about if you didn't even get started in the first. You got
1: to remember the the signs are along your path. They're not. They're not at the start of your path.
0: A hundred percent. Wow, that's a great way to sit to to put it. The signs you will only see the signs as you go on that journey, right? But not exactly. in the beginning, right? You don't know that this road is dangerous or this right. road is closed or whatever the case may be. You have to go on the journey to actually get these epiphanies. Wow. Well,
1: think about this. You know, you the start of your path is when you when you put the the destination into your GPS. Yeah right so the start of your path is where you focus yeah right then you start the journey and then you start to see the the checkpoints along the way and the toll booths and the things of that nature right so you literally have to first focus and then start your journey so that you can see the checkpoints and the, and the, the things along the way and you, that clutch was the thing that brought us to the fifth f and the yeah. last one and it's the one it's the one that we started with in this conversation originally was flexibility yeah so something came up that seemed contrary to what I was trying to achieve. And so at that moment, I can say I'm done. I can stop all momentum, all motion. Or I can say, okay, this is something I have to address to get to my goal, right? I never took my eye off my goal. Instead, what I did was this thing came up. And so because, it, because I am focused on my goal, my subconscious mind, mind is showing me this, because it's something I need to address to get my goal, because I get my goal, right? That is. So, so you have to look at the, anything that comes up as just something, that, whether it's big or small, it, you have to look at it as something that you need to address, you know, either incorporate it, get rid of it, or, um, or make it a part of the process. You know what I mean? So uh, incorporate it, yeah, or, or just forget about it even sometimes. right? right. <laughs> Your idea is just, is just, okay, this thing came up, does it matter, first of all? if it doesn't matter, get rid of it. But then it's something else. For me, like that clutch pedal, that, that, that whole steering column clutch pedal thing came up because it was for me to get the van that I was focused on, the one that was going to drive me to Georgia the next weekend, <laughs> I had to literally go, okay, I'm staying flexible and I'm just going to keep going. To get my goal and I drove that van to Georgia the next weekend and for five more years and then gave it to my sister who drove it for five more years.
0: Wow
1: So you know it's really pretty pretty uh, amazing what you can achieve as long as you stay focused on your present moment. That's the, that's the if I could tell anybody anything in their life is realize how you make your present moment determines what your past hears and, and what you remember. And it also determines on what you're bringing into this moment. So, wow. this moment, make it as successful and excellent as possible.
0: That is crazy. So, I think I'm tracking here. Right? Okay, All right. We put it together. So, <clears throat> we have our end goal, right? Yeah. We first have to have that end goal, mm-hmm. and we have to be positive about that that journey, mm-hmm. right? Yep. But we're staying present. <clears throat> We're staying present while staying positive on what's going next. And because we have this end goal, as long as we have that we can be flexible with the journey that it takes to get there, but we have to have that end goal.
1: Right. You are, Uh, you are the, you are the creator of your experience. Right. The way you create and people have a hard time grabbing a hold of this. The way you create is by what you believe. Yep. Okay. So, you're creating your belief on a regular basis. And now some people totally believe that they're poor, that they're fat, that they're ugly, that they're, you know, they firmly believe those things mm-hmm. and they are creating proof of those things. None of them are ugly. None n- none of them are, you know, but they see it that way, and perception is reality. And yeah. reality manifests into your experience. So you have to make sure that you are taking this moment. And making it, you know, Gandhi used to say, uh, be the change you want to see in the world, right? Wow. And so if you want to see that change, if you want to see that outcome, you have to be it now, right? Mm -hmm. And Buddha said that the secret to enlightenment is the eradication of fear. So you're looking at your fear moment and you're going, okay, I just have to let that go to get my enlightenment, right? So all these spiritual teachers talk about the same stuff in, the, in very unique ways, right? Yeah. And Buddha also said, when you, when you can step back and look at this, Buddha said, when you realize how perfect everything is, you'll tilt your head back and laugh at the sky. Wow. Right? You have the You have the power of your creation, of your experience in your very present moment right here, right now. It's not something that's out of your grasp. It's right here. And it's right now. And all you have to do is grab it and believe it and fearlessly focus with faith and follow through with flexibility. And you are there, baby.
0: Wow, that is huge. So you use this system right after you use this system. After, um, you know, almost a year, three months, almost a year and six months, right, you recovered. Mm-hmm. How do you use this system? How did you use that system after that? And what did you? Create? I use that system daily?
1: You know, COVID nineteen hit. All right. Here we are, COVID nineteen. I am a professional speaker. I my job is to go into small rooms with large numbers of people, right? Right. <laughs> that career kind of goes away when COVID nineteen hits. Um, but instead I was like, Okay, wow, okay. A lot of my a lot of my speeches have canceled, a lot of my programs have been moved, you know, and suddenly I had a year of almost no work, right? Now I could be totally afraid of that. I could be totally terrified of that. Um, but no, I said, okay. What do I have to do? Well, they're gonna need, they're gonna need motivation. What is the thing that I, as an action hero, creating extraordinary results in service of others? What can I bring to them to help them through their process? So I put together virtual programs. So I started doing virtual keynotes and virtual, you know, empowerment programs, awakening your interaction hero during COVID, right? Right. So I started creating that, started booking those, right? I started creating online courses, which are not done yet because I'm making present moment choices on making them perfect before I put them out. I I don't want to put out junk. I want to put out the real stuff. They're coming down the road. But I put them out, right? I'm right now um, doing um, meditation recordings for achieving aspects of your life, which are coming out as well. So there's a lot of things I'm doing right now. Then the next part is, is marketing, you know, during this COVID-19, how do you market? Do you know, um, Josh, I got to tell you, today is my 22nd guest appearance on a podcast in the past 40 days. Wow. Right? And it's all a matter of, it's all a matter of, okay, my business at this point needs marketing. I need to put myself out there, and people say, "Well, how's the how's that marketing work?" Well, people, do you do you do you pitch something? No, I don't pitch anything, because my job as an action hero is to bring value to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So I go on these podcasts to bring value, not yeah. to not to pitch anything. I'm not asking them to do anything. In fact, I'll tell you another value that I'll give your audience today, and and this is not a sales pitch. And when I say it's not a sales pitch, I'll, I'll explain that in a second. I'm going to give them a free gift. And the free gift is the 5F workbook. Now, when I said free, I said free. Free means I get nothing, which means this link you're going to go to is going to be a page to download the workbook. There's not going to be a place on that page where you have to put your email address in. It literally is you go there and you get the book. Right. The wow. only thing I ask is if you like it, <clears throat> if you're there on the page, look around, you know, I have a daily vlog. I put out daily mo- motivation every day. So put out check out the daily vlog. I have a podcast that's linked on there as well. You know, look around. But you do not have to give me anything. My my payment for doing guesting on podcast is exposure.
0: You know, without a doubt.
1: the best exposure I can get is is actually giving real content.
0: Without a doubt. So tell the folks uh, what that link is. Tell the folks uh, well, what that link is. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, we're going to have to put the link in your, in your. Uh, in my footnotes. Yeah, I put it in your my footnotes. footnotes because sure. of the fact that the uh, the it's link is kind of long. <laughs> it's kind of weird. But, but if you go to corporateactionhero.com, you'll find all that other stuff. Okay. Um, and you'll find my LinkedIn and all that there. But the, basically it's, it's. Just to give you an example of what this thing is it's like uh corporate action dot com slash free underscore gift slash <laughs> underscore page dot h t m l right 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 but you'll have it in the in the show notes i'm sure
0: yeah no definitely i want I always want to give people an opportunity to follow what we do because you've added a ton of value um a ton of it it's things that I definitely will go and take check out that workbook and, and kind of post it and uh show people on my end as well of, of what i've learned um but one last thing that I want to end on, me and you chatted about kind of this thing that you do on stage uh, as a keynote speaker, and this is kind of give people even another opportunity to learn a little bit more about you. But this cool thing that you do um, by teaching people to, uh, with a whip, right? Yeah. Well, it's, it's a
1: great, it's, it, I end my, my corporate action here, my, my main keynote, I end it with this. Mm-hmm. I pick the most timid person I can find in my audience. I yeah. bring them to the stage, and using the five Fs, I take them from never having cracked a whip to cracking a whip and hitting targets out of my hand without hitting me. And it's all by using the five Fs, by guiding them through their process, guiding them through their fear, getting them focused on what I want them to achieve, right? And, and then getting them – working them up to the belief and confidence by, by giving positive reinforcement and getting the audience to give positive reinforcement, and then getting them to take an action, right? Right. And then the flexibility comes in when I pull a target out. Here's the, here's the funniest, for me, one of the funniest moments in the thing is when I pull the target out and I hold the target out, she says, um, you know, their fear basically is just that they're, they're going to hit me. They're afraid they're going to hurt me. So I turn to that person and I say, I promise you're not going to hurt me. You see, sometimes when you're leading people through an experience like that, you got to lie to them. You're right. That's <laughs> a joke. You have to realize that when you're a leader of someone going through a process like that, you have to be an empathetic leader. You have to look at it from where the, their experience, not where you want them to be. And so in that process, I was sitting there giving them the moment of, of I understood her fear was hurting me. And I took it off the table. I took it off the table. You know, that's not something you have to be afraid of. So I was as a leader, you can learn how to use the five Fs to, to, to guide others through amazing things. Um, and the first thing you have to do is if, in all of that, the negative and positive focus thing, if you're leading somebody, you've got to create a positive environment because the positive environment creates the positive present moment thoughts. The more you right. can create a positive environment, the, the happier your people will be and the better your bottom line will be as well.
0: That's amazing, John. John, I appreciate you coming on. You, you, after your injury, you went on to do some amazing things, traveled around the world, you're internationally known. And so for you to take your time out to, uh, to get on this podcast, um, I really appreciate you.
1: Well, it's been an absolute pleasure and I hope that we've done some good today. That's the only thing I really care about.
0: Oh, without a doubt. I think this is, this is very valuable. Um, it wasn't a lot of platitudes. We gave people real action steps, um, real things they can do and take in their life and, and make a positive impact and be a, a real life action hero. So And not a I reaction appreciate- <laughs> hero. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Josh. No problem. Our brand design and strategy is by Tessa at FiveFootStudios.com. You can also follow her on Instagram at Five Foot Studios. Our music is by Lakey Inspired. Go ahead, and subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And click the five stars to give us a rating. And most importantly, keep playing engine.